Welcome everybody, it's your favorite time of the week. It's time for another fresh, hot off the presses edition of the Rich Core Yanks podcast with Rich and Dill. Making his triumphant return to the show this week, Dylan is back from his vacation. And we're going to talk all about the injury news that have hit the Yankees lately. We're going to recap the second part of the Subway Series between the Mets. The Yankees have managed to win a few in a row, get back off the snide. We've got tons of audio clips for you. we got trivia this week, uh, mailbag questions, the complaint department, what's bothering Dylan, the baby bomber report, and all that and more on a brand new fresh edition of the Rich Corey Yanks podcast. Let's go. All right, you guys, podcast time. We got the equipment and the perfect business plan. Give our show away for free and tell no one how to find it. Ready? Women, children, men, whoever listens to this show, we are officially the number one podcast in the Middle East again. So I didn't give you yes. news to you. Not number four in baseball, not number one in baseball, but number one on that app in the Middle East. So Thank God. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. It's the Rich Coryang's podcast with Rich and Dill. Uh, season three, episode 31, the 84th edition. He's back, folks. You guys complained to me. I got tons of messages. Dylan, where's Dylan? Where's Dylan? He is back. Dylan is back. I appreciate the sabbatical. All those Yes, they missed you. Dylan uh, was in the Middle East doing some goodwill work for the podcast so that we can keep those numbers up. No, Dylan was uh, on vacation with some family. Uh, we just talked a little bit before we started recording. We will go into the detail, but not the best vacation, right, Dylan? But not the worst, maybe? Yeah, we won't go into it. We won't go into the details, <laughs> but had some had some bumps along the road, but he got it done. He's back. He's with us. He's ready to talk baseball. That's what's important, right? All right, so let's get to uh, your audio this week. You're going to have uh, Aaron Boone talk about his... I got to tell you this. Let me lift, lift the curtain a little bit behind the show, guys. Uh, Dylan came back and got tickets to go to... What game was it, Dylan? The Paul O'Neill game. The Paul O'Neill right? game. The Paul uh, what day was that? Uh, the... 21st. What day was it? Was it a Monday or Sunday? I think it was Sunday. a Monday. Sunday, 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 maybe a Sunday. Yeah. I think it was a Sunday, but we were going to record our first show back on the Sunday. And he calls me and says, Hey, I got tickets. I got to go. Of course, go to the game. So 
we had the and push was a surprise, show. Yes, surprise yes. tickets. But I had already done, done the show. Believe it or not, we do actually do preparation for the show. So I had the show notes down. So this show would have been dramatically different had we recorded it on Sunday versus recording recording it today. Because Definitely. this would have been before the three games in a row that we won. So I just want to say, like, it was drastically different. Like, one of the audio clips that I had was the infamous now Aaron Boone slamming his hand on the on the on the podium and all upset. And now I if I'm, you're going to hear a clip from Aaron Boone where he's just happy go lucky. So I just want to let you know it is maybe it's maybe it was a sign that we didn't record because it probably would have been a very negative show. But this way we can we can lighten it up a little bit. So the the audio clips this week are Aaron Boone on the three game winning streak, um, the Yankee injuries update from the S Network, and we've got some tweaks to that as well. Um, Oswald. I, we got to get this kid a nickname, no, Dylan Cabrera? Like, I mean, Oswald. Is it Oswaldo? Oswaldo. Oswaldo. I don't know. Oz? Can we call him Oz or the Wizard of Oz? I guess you can't. No, that. that's Ozzy Smith. Yes, but uh, like he throws a grenade. That's his thing. Can we do maybe something like? I, I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't know. It just doesn't roll off the tongue very. I mean, I know it's a unique name, but it doesn't roll. But anyway. Long story short, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about him too, so or a lot about him. So uh, we got him talking about his first hit, and then we got uh, Frankie Montas on his strong outing against the Mets. Those will be your audio clips at the end of the show after we get to the basics. So before we get to the chit-chat, let's get to some roster news. Um, Seve's been throwing live bullpens and throwing to batters, including Stanton yesterday. Stanton actually took him deep. I saw some video of that. Um, Stanton is off of his rehab start. He's going to join the team tonight in Oakland as we record this on Thursday uh, to play the A's. To make room for him, they had to send Florial down. So Florial is off the roster. Um, Stanton will just be DHing apparently when he comes back. He will not be playing the field for the time being. Um, other good news, Zach Britton has reported to Tampa A-ball to do some rehab assignments. So he is legitimately... I mean, he could be a week and a half, two weeks away from coming back. So that's that could be a big plus for our bullpen. And obviously, Oswaldo Cabrera up um, and playing every day, seemingly everywhere on the mound. He's not pitching, he's not catching, but he seems to be playing everywhere Or else. playing first base. Or playing first base. So um, that's your roster news. And we're going to just do the quick recaps, and then we're going to talk about Dylan going to the game, and we'll talk about some other stuff. So serious recaps against the Blue Jays. We lose uh, 2-9. We lose the second game. Uh, we don't even score the second game. Then we pull out the final game against Manoa, which is their toughest game, the one I was worried about. And then, of course, we win the Subway Series 4-2, 4-2. So we, our last three games have all been by 4-2. Last game against the Blue Jays and then the two games against the Mets where we take down Scherzer the first game. We don't get the Grom. He gets pushed. He's scared. Um, yeah, he's scared. He's scared of the Bronx. Um, so we take the, we tie the Subway Series 2-2. And that's that. So now we can uh, relax a little bit and let's talk about some roster stuff before we talk about the, you know, let's talk about the game first, Dylan. Dylan, you went to Paul O'Neill Day. Where did you sit? How was the game? Did I you sat, get there in time for the ceremony? Here's what happened. I sat all the way up in the sky. You okay. Know. Give me, give me details. Right field, left field, center field. Uh, Left field, foul territory. I think it was by it was by the okay. Budweiser party deck is what they call it. Yes, they have decks on both sides now, right? Yes, I think yes. Yeah. Okay, so we sat up there. Now, is uh, it an actual deck or is it just signage? No, is there an actual... there's like a little table with chairs you can okay. sit at. Okay. Yeah, and they're they're not assigned. I don't think you okay. can just sit there if you want. Okay. Um, so we got there on time, believe it or not. Okay, good. And uh, we went through the gate, and we got 
it was a promotion you get some sort of commemorative ticket it's literally oh, just okay. it's literally just a piece of paper okay like polo day or whatever yeah okay. like a little like a little seal but um yeah so we got there on time i saw we saw the ceremony uh, it was nice. Not no. I didn't watch the whole ceremony. I didn't watch the whole ceremony. Is it just usual? They bring the chairs out. They announce the old players that come back, and then he goes yeah. out to on your park. Yeah, and he takes thing. he takes he he takes the uh, little uh, curtain off his yeah, his number out part. there, and then, and he then comes they does his speech, and then they drive him in on a golf cart all okay. around the warning track, oh, gotcha. the so right field everybody. down okay. to the home plate. And then they'll bring him when he's done with his speech. They'll bring him around the other side and exit out gotcha. uh, center field again, okay. so everyone gets a chance to see him. Okay. Okay. Was it was it a lot of people there early for that? Uh there was a lot of people there, but a lot more came when the game started. Right. Like so, it wasn't so, full when gotcha. the ceremony was happening, but then it, it got full after. Gotcha. And how was his speech? I have just heard highlights of it. Uh it wasn't too, uh, you know. Uh, emotional to say. yeah like yeah. it felt very generic but yeah. the the highlight of the ceremony has to be when they brought out the water cooler for him i did see the clips of that yeah did he beat it up or something like he, he kicked it over, it over. Yeah. <laughs> now did they do the paul o'neill chant was that going on during his yes uh, yes it was okay. they did, the they did it twice chant. okay yeah um, and they I had did... a nice video on uh center field uh jumbotron yeah. for him okay. no jeter huh he did send a message in. Okay, he sent a video message. Okay. So did Joe Torre and okay. what was the other one? I forget now. Oh, R Roberto Clemente's son. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, very nice. So who'd you get? You got Bernie Posada, uh, Mo, Andy Mats Pettit. Was, was Matsui there? No, Matsui was not there. Okay. Um, Steve Don Donahue maybe? Yeah. No, one well, of the trainers. The white haired yeah. trainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so speech shows so he did okay. I, saw, I did see the clips where he, you know, he thanked the bleacher creatures and told Aaron Judge, like, you know, you know how lucky you are to go out there. And, you know, I see a lot of the same faces out there and stuff like that. So yeah, that was pretty cool. So, um, that was a good. That's a good thing. He deserves it, right? We both agree. Oh, he definitely. It. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He didn't have the years that you would think that he did, like the amount of years. But I mean, listen, Reggie had less years than him, and he's in there. So yeah. Unless he. And Reggie but Reggie won how many World Series? He's only won two. Two? So yeah, he won 70 and there's a 78, 79. So, um, I mean, but he was the star of those World Series. So. Uh, definitely. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's good. So you had a good day. Good day. Good and day. the Yankees won. And the Yankees won, which is the most important thing. So let's start with that. Um, the Yankees three in a row after their colossal, horrible, Collapse. I mean, four in 16, they had the worst record since the all-star break in baseball, not at the bottom dead last um you know i always say that you get three winning streaks and you get three losing streaks a year maybe they just combined all three losing streaks into one <laughs> it was rough like it's the only thing i can think of they were just you know everything that they did in the first half of the year where they figured out ways to win like we would talk about like they always seem to get you know the ball dropped or the, the base hit the infield or something like that they were getting the opposite of all those plays you know base running mistakes getting picked off just bonehead plays I mean, you can write it up to two different things. You knew the starters weren't going to stay hot forever. You knew the bats might go into a little bit of a slump. Or could it just be that they were just sitting on that lead like, eh, you know, it's long, it's hot, it's a long summer. Maybe they just weren't into it as much, but... I think it all came at once. Yeah, yeah, It was maybe. a mixture. And then I think, I think probably a week and a half ago, they decided like, all right, this is bullshit. We need, to start, we need to start winning. <laughs> but then, like, then they're pressing. 
You know what I mean? At that point, yeah. then now they can't just turn it on. So, and they happen to be playing some good teams at the same time. So, um, I was a little panicky. I was going to panic when it got under double digits. So that's when I really started paying attention. But looking at the scenarios right now, I mean, look, it's it's a seven and a half or eight game lead right now. We've got Oakland for four, and then the Angels, and both awful teams, like god awful teams. There's no reason we shouldn't. I think it's four against Oakland, three against the Angels. There's no reason, no reason we shouldn't be at least five and two on this seven-game stretch, and that should get us a couple games in the division because those the Blue Jays and them are going to beat each other up a little bit. So, and then we got the Rays after that. We got Rays, Minnesota, and then Rays, and then Boston. Yeah. So, I mean, these are the last six against the Rays too. So, um, that's who's right behind us. But I'm hoping that the lead might be back up to double digits next week when we get back to play the Rays assuming that they're going to lose a couple because they just finished beating up. I think they got one more today against the Angels, actually. So the Angels are god-awful. They've just given up. It's 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 bad. Um, I want to talk about some roster stuff, though, Dil. Dil, uh, Marwin Gonzalez, can you explain to me why he's still on the team? Because, I mean, essentially, well, well, let's start this way. Oswaldo Cabrera, this kid's been electric. He's been really fun. Um, he, he's not hitting. People are, are, are forgetting that he's not hitting. He's still only got, I think, three hits out of, like, 20 at-bats or something like that. So yeah. he's, he's not he's not hitting. He's definitely playing good defense, that's for sure. And listen, I'm not I'm not critiquing him, but everybody seems to be looking at him like he's the next, you know, Derek Jeter. He's up and coming, he's a star. We've seen this before when they call up guys and they have a hot couple weeks, but he's but he's really not hitting. I mean he's hitting I don't know what his average is, it's gotta be under two hundred. But uh, he's playing great defense and he's exciting. He's, he's a breath of fresh air. So I'm not saying that that's not what they needed. I like his attitude. I like his personality. He seems to be fired up. He's playing fantastic defense everywhere you put him. So I'm okay with it. You know, I'm okay with it. a utility infielder not being a massive bat. That's okay with me. But everybody seems to be like, oh, yeah, he's great. He's he's God. He's just, I was like, let's take it easy. Let's relax a little bit because... Well, he's exciting. He's a good kid. He seems like he's a good player. It seems like he'll be up here. They're giving him at bats, but the bat has not come around, you know. And then poor Floreal. I I hate he to say this. He played what one, two innings of defense. I, yeah, it's it's awful. It, it really is awful. This poor bastard because it's not helping him. It's got to be hurting him, bringing him back up and back down like this all the time. And, I, and he's got tons of options left, so. I mean, here we go. We got Hicks, who's dog shit, sitting on the bench. We, we can't even play him. We can't play him. He just sits there, but we can't get rid of him because of the money. And then we got poor Florio. Florio's probably t- saying to himself, look, I'm fast as hell. I'm a great defender. Like, let me hit. I hit I'm like a monster down in AAA this year. Let me hit. And we don't give him any fucking at-bats. So we got Aaron Hicks sitting with Marlon Gonzalez at the end of the bench, just fucking plucking peanuts onto the field. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, so Florio's gone. We get that. But now we got Hicks, which I, I think you have to keep Hicks as your backup outfielder. I'm okay with that because he's a switch hitter and he can play all over the field. So, again, if he never gets another hit in his life as a Yankee, he's at least a solid defender and he can play all outfield positions. So, if you need to put him in the late innings, it's fine. But Marlon Gonzalez, unfortunately, you can't keep him and Cabrera. You, you, you can't do both. Yeah, that's they're, one the, or the other. They're, the, they're the same exact guy. Marlon Gonzalez plays the outfield, corner outfield, and the infield positions. Oswaldo Cabrera does both too. Now listen, that being said, neither of them are hitting. Because Cabrera, I don't think, what is it? Gonzalez hasn't had a hit since my birthday, July 6th. Was his last hit. Okay, so again, he's not really playing. So, I mean, it is what it is. But you got to make a decision as a, as a team. Do you want the young, energetic kid 
who might get a hit and get you some fired up. Dewan Gonzalez, who, let's be honest, has been a solid utility backup all year. You put him anywhere, he plays solid defense. He's made some great defensive plays, but he's not going to hit either. So I don't know. I'll ask you, though, who would you rather have up right now? I mean, it's tough because, like, there's pros and cons of both. You got Marwan Gonzalez, who's been in the league for God knows how long. A nice veteran presence. Yep. I mean, and they, and you got Cabrera, who's electric, and he ener- energizes the team. Um, I mean, I'd argue that he's faster than Marwan Gonzalez, probably. I'd give him that, yes. Um, but they, like you said, they're the same exact player. They, yeah. you know, Marwan Gonzalez, I think, plays like one or two more positions more than him. Yeah. But they both don't hit. Nope. And they're both solid defenders. Like the answer is you have to send they're Cabrera. interchangeable. Like the, it doesn't the, matter. The answer is you have to send Cabrera back down. Unfortunately, yeah. you have to. He's got options. If you send you you're not gonna send Gonzalez down, you're gonna release him if you put him down because yeah. he doesn't have options. So the easy answer is and the logical answer, I know it's not gonna be the popular decision with fans, is you have to send Cabrera down. As you get closer to the playoff, to your point, Gonzalez has played in the playoffs before. He's played in World Series. He's played in playoff games. Um, you want somebody that's not going to crack into that pressure. So you need to send him back down, and you need to get a bat back up here. You need somebody that can hit off the bench. You're going to have Hicks as your backup outfielder. You're going to have Marlon Gonzalez as your backup infielder, your backup catcher, and then you need a bat on the bench. I know they're going to sit guys certain days now that Stanton's back. That's fine. But you need another bat until Carpenter comes back. So you need a guy who's going to hit. So honestly, I, I I guess I'd rather have Florio up here, at least maybe let him try to hit. Or maybe they're figuring that bat is going to be Cabrera and he's going to hit. I don't know. Maybe try it out until I guess Carpenter's shooting for coming back. So you, you think he will? I, I don't I don't see why not. I mean, even as a DH spot. Because he didn't really have an out, he didn't really have a position to play on the field anyway. And now with Stanton back, um, Ben Attendee, there's really no spot for him in the outfield anyway. You know who we really needed right now? It was fucking Gallo. <laughs> I hate to say it, they're showing highlights right now as I'm watching it. He's fucking raking in LA, which you knew he was going to do, right? Yeah, that's you what knew he was going to. You know he was. Gonna Sun, it's Sunny Gray. Sunny oh, Gray. It's unbelievable. All right, so we'll see what they're going to do. They don't have to make a decision until. A little while until they figure out now that Stanton's back I guess the next decision making thing would be what are, do they have any other position players that are out hurt right now no right only pitchers Severino would be next and Britton would be next to come back I guess mm-hmm. so at that point they'd have to make some decisions but you know I heard everybody critiquing the Yankees closing situation saying it's our biggest weakness right now and I think everybody needs to relax because look Clay Holmes we know what they did with Clay Holmes. He wasn't really hurt. He was ineffective for a couple of times. So they fake an injury so that you can give him a break and work on some mechanics and stuff and build his confidence back up. And then you got Britton coming back also. Like people forget that Britton is a closer. Like he's been a closer for years with Baltimore and other teams. Like you can slide him right into that closer role too. And who's to say Holmes won't come back and just relax again and, and be what he was before. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. Like with the bullpen, once he comes back and then not only that, is Seve going to start when he comes back, or are we going to put him in the bullpen like we did last year when he came back? Like, Herman's pitching very well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you got you got Montas, who pitched well his last start out. You got Cole, who's obviously going to start. You got Nestor, who's going to start. You only need three in the playoffs. And then, can we talk about Lou Trevino? What happened yeah. to that guy? Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's like... He was like yeah. five-plus ERA coming yeah. in, and he's giving up one run. 
Yeah, he's looked solid. Well, you know the Yankees are pretty good with pitchers like that, where they can find a guy like a Clay Holmes. You know, yeah. another team that they can look at some. I guess it's something about his slider, saying that he was never using his slider, and now they've got him using his slider a ton, and it's helped a lot. But I mean, there's guys out there. Um, what's Marcher? What, how do you say his name? Ron Arnaccio. He's back up, and he looks yeah. solid again. So they'll be okay in the bullpen. They've got they've got plenty of options, and with these guys coming back, they'll be fine. And the starting pitching is fine too. I mean, right now. Yeah, you're going to use five starters, but come playoff time, you're going to have to use people out of the bullpen. So you're either going to have to put Nestor in the bullpen or you're going to have to put Severino in the bullpen. And I would say that they'd probably put Seppi in the bullpen because he's done it before. Mm-hmm. I know Nestor has too. Nestor but this started. Is, but... but this is – I yeah, but he's worked out of the bullpen too last year. But I would say Seve was in this almost exact situation last year. Remember when he came back and we brought him back for, you know, a couple games and then we threw him in the bullpen for, you know, a couple two innings, you know, so – Mm-hmm. I guess technically Nestor stuff would translate to the bullpen better, right? Yeah, because he's because, not a flamethrower yeah, like uh, yeah. Severino. Well, we'll see. I mean, good problems to have, right? And Herman, Herman's been solid. Herman's proven he can pitch out of the bullpen too. Yep. So I think we'll be fine. I'm not worried about that. So uh, before we wrap up this opening segment here, we got a few more minutes. Um, oh, hey, I wanted to ask. Yes. What about um? What about that guy from the Cardinals that we got, Harrison Bader? When yes. is he supposed to be back? He's supposed to be back the second week of September. His walking boot is off, and he's just walking around normal now. He, he's got the walking boot off. But apparently, he's uh, they say he's playing catch on flat ground. That's it right now. So, so not much. Else. Not much. I mean, for a speedster. I, I, I got to be honest with you, man. Everyone says that, that was a that was a pickup made for the playoffs. It seems to me like that's a pickup made for years to come, like next yeah. year and going forward. Because everyone's saying he's going to be our center fielder for the next five years. I think that's a move they made for next year. Because honestly, right now, that'd be real tough to do to this kid. What are you going to get him like two weeks of ball and then put him right in the outfield in the playoffs? Yeah. Like that's a it's tough. Be rough. That's, yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough ask. So. Well, right, a lot but, of people seem to like him too. Oh, they love him. They th- I've watched a lot of video on him because I didn't know much about him before the kid's a stud he can he can play all over he's from the bronx he grew up 11 miles from the stadium so like he's a hometown kid like i love it i think it's great young fast traditional yankee outfielder you know i mean a speedster can play good defense and can get the bat on the ball i think it's a great move i just don't know if it's a move for this year so before we wrap up this first segment i want to go hit a couple quick couple things the world baseball classic coaches were announced um and uh, mark derosa is going to be the manager which is pretty cool, pretty interesting. Andy Pettit's going to be the pitching coach. Ken Griffey's the hitting Dave, coach. Ken Griffey, yep. Uh, Dave Rigetti, the ex-Yankee, going to be the bullpen coach. Um, and what is it? Is it the bench coach, Jerry Manuel? So, I mean, you've got, you got some good, uh, cool players. Now, listen, I'm not a huge World, World Baseball Classic guy because it really all depends on who's going to actually play on the team or not. And I think it's terrible timing when they do it. But this might just hook me. You know, you got a, you got a bunch of ex-Yankees, in the, and I'd like to see how they do. Maybe it leads to jobs for them down the road. You know, I could see Pettit being a pitching coach. I don't know. They seem to like the analytics like crazy. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it would be with the Yankees or not. But I like Mark DeRosa just from watching him on TV is all I really know. So he looks like he'd be entertaining there. I think the kid, Griffey Jr., is a hitting coach. That seems like a no-brainer to me. That's crazy. That should be interesting. So, um, what else? Da, 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 da. Oh, the new MLB schedule was released for next year. Uh, a couple things that I did want to hit. So officially, as of next year, every team will play every other team. So it's going to be a scaled-down. I'm excited down. for that. Yeah, it's, that should be interesting. It's going to be a scaled-down version of 
the schedule from this year. I know the only highlights, I haven't really dwelled in it too much with the Yankees, but we opened against the San Francisco Giants, believe it or not. Interesting. And we finished the year with the Baltimore Orioles, so I'm trying to pull it up. I have it here saved, and it's taking forever to load. But, I mean, I think this will be interesting to get fans on the West Coast to see a little bit more of the East Coast team. So it's 52 games versus divisional opponents, 13 each down from 18 or 19. So that's mm. a lot. So you're yeah. going to see you're going to see six less games against the Red Sox, Blue Jays, Orioles, and the Rays. Uh, 64 interleague games versus non-divisional down from 66. So, I mean, that's that's the big thing that we're looking at. So you're going from 18 to 13, five or six less games against divisional opponents. That's fine. Do I need to play the Orioles 19 times? Probably not. Probably not. So. I mean, it probably oh. sells tickets for the Yankees-Red Sox, but... Yeah, but I mean, it makes it a little more special when it's less. I'd like to see yeah. them. I would, you know, what I'd like to see them do really is put those series in the beginning and the end of the season. So give a, give me some Yankees, Red Sox in the in the beginning of the season, and then save those for the end of the season. Like finish up your year in division. That would be interesting mm-hmm. to me. Um, real quick around the league, it looks like we're with three games back behind the Astros for the first overall seed in the AL. I've told you before, I don't give a shit about getting that first seed. I just want to stay at least in the second seed so we get the bye. Um, the Mets looks like they're, they might lose this lead to Atlanta. It's a game and a half now. The Atlanta Braves behind them. Besides that, there's really not much to talk about around the league as far as games are concerned. The playoff pitcher is starting to come around. We have, as of tonight, 41 games left. 41 regular season games left. Coming down the stretch. And, a, and an eight-game lead. you got to feel pretty confident with that, so. I think we're, don't I think jinx we're, it. I think no, I think we're in pretty good shape. All right, so listen, we're gonna take a quick break. We got a lot to get to after this. We've got the what's wrong with Dylan segment, and I, he's got a million things to choose from right now. Um, we got a quiz. I got a nice. It's been it's quiz. been rough. Yes, I got a nice little quiz for Dylan. We got a this date in baseball history. We got the baby bomber report. Do we, we got, got a quiz back. too? We got a quiz too. Yeah, we got we got a lot to get to. So folks, don't go away. Come back on the other side. We'll be right back with you after this short short break. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! All right, folks, welcome back to the show. Um, let's get to some stuff here. Let's get to some fun stuff. Don't let's go right to a quiz before we get to any. All right, let's go. All right. So this week's quiz, we have some fun with this. The fans seem to like it. I try to make it easy so you guys can play at home along, play along at home, play home along, play along at home. How about that? All right. This week's question is going to be, I'm going to need you to give me as we stand as of, uh, this was from last week. I want the top three average attendance in major league baseball stadiums you know i don't need the number of the actual attendance but give me the top three who you think the top three and i want the bottom three so let's do the top three who are the mm. top three in attendance i need three teams top in the top three dodgers. dodgers dodgers has to be number one okay not only because you know their fan base but also because their stadium holds the most people okay all right so that's my that's my logic on that's that number one okay you got dodgers. Right. then i'm gonna say yankees okay we always get a good turnout. Okay. Um, and then number three is tough because I can't decide 
between I, I'm gonna go with Boston. I'm gonna go with Boston. Boston. Okay. Because Boston always has people there too. All right. I was I'll either gonna go with Boston or City Field. All right. I'm gonna give you the three and then I'll give you I'll give you a guess on what you think the average attendance might be. You are absolutely correct at number one on the Dodgers. They're number yep. one on the list. Number two, the St. Louis Cardinals. Wow. Just ahead of the New York Yankees by uh they're at uh, averaging 39,746. The Yankees just underneath at 39,109. So very close. All right. Uh, number four and five rounding out the top five, Atlanta. And then San Diego, the Mets down to wow. six. Wow. All right. So here we go. I need the bottom three in attendance now. The bottom three teams in average attendance this year. I got to go, even though that their attendance is picking up, I got to go with Baltimore. Okay. Uh and then, obviously, at the very, very bottom, the yes. Tampa Rays. Okay. All right. And then. See, I want you to think. Put your thinking cap on now. I'm going to say Arizona Diamondbacks. Arizona Diamondbacks. Okay. All right. Well, you didn't do very good on this one. So, no? the bottom three would be. They, we'll look for the bottom up. The worst team in tennis this year, the Oakland Athletics. Oh, I and I think about yeah, that. if you would have thought about that, you probably I mean, besides some sex acts and some people going on. I saw that. that? Yes, I okay. saw that. The Oakland average Oakland A's are averaging nine thousand five hundred and eighty <laughs> fans a game. That is under ten thousand. Their minor league triple A team is averaging eleven thousand. Yikes. Okay. So next up, the Miami Marlins averaging eleven thousand three sixty-seven. Right. And then the Tampa Rays, the third worst. All right, so 14, I got one. 000. You got one out of three. Not too bad. Um, I'm going to give you a guess now. What do you think the Dodgers' uh, average attendance are? I'll give you the. I'll give you two and three. You tell me how far ahead you think they are. So St. Louis comes in at number two at thirty nine seven forty six, and the Yankees come in at three at thirty nine one oh nine. What do you think the Dodgers are at? I'm going to say I'm going to go with the Dodgers. One of the Dodgers' numbers. I'm going to go at forty two thousand. Forty two, forty eight three eighty four. Wow. Almost 50,000 a game at the Dodgers this year. That is phenomenal versus 9,000 in Oakland. So both teams in the same state, one's averaging almost 50,000. One is averaging under 10,000. Pretty, wow. pretty impressive. And uh, the Dodgers have hit so far. There are one, two, three, four, five. These are the teams that are over 2 million fans as of this point already. The Dodgers, the Cardinals, the Yankees, the Braves, the Padres, the Colorado Rockies. Uh, have yeah. averaged wow that's pretty impressive and mm. uh just about to break it are houston at 19 the cubs are at wow. 19 boston wow. toronto and san francisco all at 19 so they're all going to break two million this year too so uh pretty good so good job Dylan. i like that i'm going to do more quizzes the, the people not bad to like that too all right so um do, do, do. let's do this bait this state baseball history very quick this would have been last week, but, you know, whatever it is, what it is. It's my in fault. In 1921, Babe Ruth became baseball's career home run record hitting by hitting his 120th home run off Cleveland's Jim Bagby. So 1921, he hit his 120th. And I only put that in there because uh, Albert Pujols, and we can talk about that for a minute, on the verge, knocking at the door, 700, though. Do you think he can get to 700 before the end of the year? I think it's going to be tough, but what is I think it? What, how many is he got? I think is what is he got? Nine I think he's got six ninety, six ninety two. I think is what he's at. Uh, or something. I think he's got so what eight six ninety three. Okay, so yeah. he's close. Uh, yeah, I think he has, should have it right, and I think they should play him every day. I know they weren't playing yeah. him every day. I mean, at this point, it's tough because the Cardinals are they're in a play they're in a pennant race right now. 
So you're kind of in a weird situation. Like, do you play them every day at DH just to get them out there for that? Or do you try to win games? So you got to win games. Like they, they, they can take that division right now. So the other number to hit is, um, let's see, is uh, Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is on pace right now after his last couple of games where he's going to finish at 63 right now and beat mm-hmm. Roger Maris's record. Do you think he can get the 61? Again, I think it's 41 games left. He's at 48. I think he's got it. I think think he's he's got got it. it. I think so too. I think this would be a really big accomplishment. I mean, uh, I know he's. There's no way he's even going to sniff the the actual the Barry Bonds. Yeah, (laughs) no. The 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 fake records. But listen, it would be the American League record number one, and number two, it would be a Yankee record. So a record that stood since 1961. So that's a pretty big deal. Um. For him to break that, I agree. I think he can get that, and I think Pujols will get it too. So we're both in agreement there. So, all righty, Dylan, it's going to be what's bothering Dylan. I'm curious to see what you're going to take. Oh, baby bomber report, real quick. Uh, Tampa Tarpons 26 and 18, the Renegades 25 and 20, Somerset Patriots 24 and 18, and the Scranton Raiders 59 and 54. Enough of that. Anyway, so Dylan, I'm curious to see which which drama you go to this week, but what's bothering doing this week? All right. So my drama this week, it's going to, I'm pulling this one out of left field here. Okay. All right. You know, I'm not going to go with any current things affecting me because okay. I feel like they're a little personal and I don't think anyone would really care. Okay. But, um, since I just went on a little road trip, a little vacation, I'm going to talk about, you know, dads and their habits when driving. So, okay. so we went to a very popular vacation spot, right? Okay. So we got people from all over the country and even from Canada, you okay. know, all, all flooding to this and, tourist area. And let me tell you, when my dad drives, <laughs> the littlest mistake on the road made by another driver from a different state that he does not like. He has a problem with that. Oh, it's over for them. <laughs> He starts cursing. He's like these these damn Maryland drivers, <laughs> you know. Like, and they're like, they're not like, even really doing anything. Like, and like that's a thing. Like they're known in Maryland. Yeah, for like being why? bad drivers, right? I've never even heard that. Now, do you think that has to do with just as a dad getting older? Like they start complaining about stuff. Maybe or... I don't know. But like, you know, that was that was the theme this this year when I was with my brother and my dad in the car. You know, there'd always be a complaint about a Maryland driver. Or, Grumpy or Virginia. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's rough. That South Carolina. Yes, yes. They're not in a hurry. These goddamn Carolinas. Now, if, not it, in now hurry. If, a, if a New Yorker would have cut him off completely, would oh, he would have been about the New Yorker. Him. No, like, yeah, oh, yeah. he's in a hurry. He's, yeah, he's yeah. a good driver. Let him go. Yeah, yeah. He's probably got somewhere to go. Leave him alone. Let me move over. I don't well, get it. Listen, he's, he's Why brand blame loyal. it on that? At least he's he's loyal to his New York brother. And what can I tell you? I mean, okay. Also, I have an update. Yes. Uh, so with driving down, you know, I got an extensive use of urinals. All throughout ah, the country. We, have, we have a urinal update. Urinals from across the East Coast. Go ahead. <laughs> so I figured out why, you know, remember when I said the devils had a, uh, a urinal off to the other wall? Yes. Yes. That was the kid's urinal. Oh, it makes perfect sense now. It was a children's urinal. It was that's why it's secluded. They don't want anyone looking at the kids while they pee. It's perfect. Uh, it makes perfect uh, sense. Now I understand gotcha. it. Yeah, but do you want to like seclude the kid? Uh, usually he's going to be in there with a parent or something like that. So then the parent's kind of far away from him, isn't he? Maybe so the parent can stand next to him and stand next to him. So no creepers uh, get in there. We don't want the creepers looking at no. the kid. 
that and makes then, sense. And Say then I had a know. nice, I had a nice conversation about my dad with the urinal trough. Yes, yes. Has he ever been to the urinal trough? He has. He, yes. he said he went to Wrigley Field before it was renovated, and they still had the old yeah. urinal trough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not a not a good time. Did you and, have, and ever th- have an experience? Yes. In that? Yes, I've used several urinal troughs, and they have ice in them. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know if that's for scent or what. But the one I was into, I kept thinking to myself, I was like, "Why is there ice?" Like the guy would come in from the maintenance department, you pour a bucket of ice in the urinal trough. And now look, the worst thing was it wasn't a straight trough. The one that I used, I think it, I want to say it might've been giant stadium, the old giant stadium. I don't know. I, I forget where it was, but it was a circular trough. So not, not only are you, <laughs> are you whipping your junk out? Like next you're all to looking at each else, other in like a you're, circle. You're staring at the guy across from you as he's got his <laughs> junk out, like, and you're aiming towards each other. And it wasn't like there's a partition. It's essentially, I mean, to describe it, it's like a big giant bathtub. It's like everybody was just pissing into a bathtub. Yeah, it was horrifying. It's absolutely horrifying. Yeah, it's not a good time. How was this never, a thing? How was, how was this? Yeah, a thing? I don't know. And it went around. And the ice. What was the ice? If anybody out there can explain to me what the ice was for, like in my the mind, scientific I, reason. I just, I just want to think. Like, it's, is there somebody drink? I, I know. No, don't like, say it's, that. It's kind of, <laughs> I, I assume it's, it's got to be. I don't know. Is there a guy at the other end of the drain just like, oh, I love it. Like. <laughs> At least it no. chills it down for him. It's, no. no, it's, it's got to be, be for the smell, right? It's either yeah. I was gonna say yeah. it's either for the smell yeah. or um the heat maybe, prevent or... splash. I don't know. Yeah, I would. I, I got to think it was. For, you know what? They're not around anymore, and it's probably a good thing. Well, that's and it's good. for the for the best. For absolutely for the best. So that's good. Doing. We got a urinal update. That's fantastic. Very good. Very good. I like All to right. come back on previous. What's bothering me? Yeah, why not? And we get an update and see how it's going. Maybe you're, maybe you're better. See, and this was a, this was a solution. This is one of my first ones. This is yes, one of my first and we, ones. And we, and we, we not only did we come back to it, but we got, we got uh, closure on it, which yeah. is good. Which is, and I, I'll provide updates in the future with more yeah, experience. With bagels or whatever else we need to get back to. Yeah, uh, driving. I, I did have a trip. bagel. I had a bagel down in South Carolina. It wasn't okay. that horrible. No, it wasn't that bad. No. Is that traffic light still there on the way home from work? Oh, you know it's it still is. there. Okay. And you know so... what? I'm I'm not even gonna get into it. I'm not even gonna get into it. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll 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 check back with you, Don. Let's see how that's All right. going. All right. So let's get into some mailbag questions here. This one is from uh, Julissa from the Bronx. Is it possible that the Yankees will fire Boone before the end of the season? It might be the spark the team needs. Now, this question, in fairness, I selected before mm-hmm. the three-game winning streak. We know how Yankee fans are. Uh, you know. They all wanted Boone fired, uh, which I think, you know, let me answer her question first, and then we'll get a little bit talking about Boone. Um, We'll both answer her question. Obviously, no, they're not going to fire Boone. I think if they lost every game for the rest of the season, I don't think they'd fire Boone at this point. Um, They bought in. They just gave him a new contract. Uh, Cashman's not going anywhere, in my opinion. Boone's not going anywhere. And quite honestly, the managers in Major League Baseball don't do a hell of a lot anymore anyway. Uh, they're kind of neutered, so I don't think they're going anywhere, Jaleesa. And I think it's for the best. Uh, he seems to be kind of – the baseball manager has become um, not really a manager. They become – well, your pitching coach makes these decisions. Your hitting coach makes these decisions. Your athletic trainer makes these decisions. Your GM makes these decisions. And I basically talk to the media. It's, it's basically what he is. He's a media liaison between the players and the team. That's it. And he has so. to argue for them. Yeah, and even that he's not good at, to be honest with you, because yeah. you argue, you can see it's all staged at this point. He doesn't even start arguing until he sees his guy get mad. You know, you'll hear him barking every once in a while, like that's down or whatever, but you can actually see Boone staring at his player to see the reaction. And when his player gets fired up, 
then all of a sudden he gets 10 times hotter, which to me is not, is, is just proving that I understand why he's doing it. He's out there to defend his players, but you know, it's getting to the point where it looks completely staged. So I want real reaction, but we're not going to get that. Those days of those managers are gone. So Dylan, what do you think? One chance he's gone this year? No, I think close to zero. I, I honestly, I don't think he's that horrible of a manager. I don't like either. You said, he doesn't really either, have no. much of a job. He doesn't no. really do much, but no. you know, there's not, there's not much any manager does anymore, to be honest, which yeah. the only one who does things is, uh, the old man, uh, LaRusse and the White Sox, and, and he's horrible at it. Like, he keeps yeah. fucking up. So, yeah. and they're going to run him out of town at the end of the year. So, I, I think the days of those 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 are gone. I mean, it's all about specialty positions now. You've got, you know, an analytics guy for this. You've got the assistant hitting coach for this. I mean, the Matt, if you ever look at the actual amount of coaches that we have on staff, it's unbelievable. The catching coordinator, the hitting coach, the assistant hitting coach, the bullpen coach, the pitching coach, the assistant pitching. I mean, it's ridiculous. We have more coaches than we have players. We, you know, it's like one coach for every two players. So um, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's fine. There's Put it this way. We look at it. Yankee fans are spoiled. Even though we haven't won a championship in a while, we look at success as did we win the World Series or not. And that's fine. I want it to be like that. But if you think about it, we're in the playoffs every year. Like, what's a bad year? Like, did Joe Girardi have a bad year when we were in game six of the championship series, one game away for the World Series? apparently because he got fired so i mean it's all relative what you're looking for like you know it's championship or bust for this team if this team doesn't win the championship this year and we go let's just let's spitball right here let's say we lose in the championship series to the to the astros you know we make it past the first round we we end up in the and we lose to the astros in the five game series are they going to fire boone you think no no boone will be back next year i agree and they'll go at it again. They'll make some additions. They'll do what they need to do, and they'll keep riding. Now, if this goes two more years of him not winning and it's the last year of his contract, yes, they'll put somebody else in there. But that won't make a huge difference. There's no ma- – who's out there right now that you would say, oh, I got to have this guy? I don't think the person's out no there that's going to make a huge no. difference. You know, uh, Yeah, there's one guy. It's Buck Showalter. He's in Queens. You know, He'd be the guy that I would say I'd want. But unfortunately, I don't, really, he's not I don't really even think he really makes a difference. I don't uh, know if I don't. You're right, though. I don't know if he does like on the field wise, but my personal preference, like there's no other coaches out there that I'd rather have, you know, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe Mattingly, you bring Mattingly up from Miami. That, or something I like mean, that. that would be cool, but yeah, like an ex Yankee, but really that like to your point, that's not getting me results on the yeah, field. That's I'm, not going to do anything. That's just my personal preference for I'd like a, you know, a cool Yankee in there. So. All right, good, good question, Jalisa. Thank you very much. And again, you guys want to reach out to the show, easiest way to do it, richcoryanks at gmail.com. And then all the socials, keep an eye on that. Uh, I keep promising we're going to do some video um, on that. Dylan's going to work on getting his video camera eventually for his computer. No, I'm we're sorry, gonna, we're, guys. We're going to do some video I, I heard on about that, so. that in the last podcast. Yeah, so he's going he's gonna to get on it. And once he gets that going and we test it a little bit, we'll get going on that. Um, complaint department, here we go. Here we this, go. This is Howard from Long Island. Why don't you guys hold the Yankees accountable? Right now, your show is so quick to praise the good times, but no criticism when they stink. Oh, Howard, if you had only heard the original show that we were going to do yeah. on Sunday, it would have been a lot different. Um, that's that's bullcrap. We do we criticize the Yankees. But honestly, this season, if you've been listening to the show and Dylan joined the show this season, uh, besides this last stretch, what did we have to criticize them about? They're eight games up in the division. They're the number two seed currently in the playoffs. Uh, and for a while there, we were talking about them breaking the all-time win record. Like what, what, what exactly? We had six guys go to the all-star game. 
Like I, I understand you want us to criticize and we do, we point out things that we think aren't doing going well. Or we point out people that are not performing well, but what exactly do we have to complain about guys? Like, honestly, Aaron Hicks, that's it. Aaron Hicks. And we call him out. You heard what I said. He's a worthless sack of shit with him and Gonzalez sitting there eating sunflower seeds at the end of the bench. And it is what, and we've done that with Joey Gallo. We've called out guys that were poor performing. It is what it is. Um, I, 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 that's, that's a bad, listen, when they do something that needs to be complained about, we, we, we complain, we call them out for it. And it is what it is. Dylan's been to a bunch of games in person. I watch every pitch of every game, sometimes twice. So I'm watching, we're paying attention. Um, we just criticized bone and said he doesn't really do much, but right now, if I had to compare or complain about something on the Yankees, besides Aaron Hicks, what is there to complain about right now, Dylan? Anything? We have injuries, but maybe, you can't really complain. Yeah, about injuries. Maybe, um, well, I mean, even Higashioka, like I was going to complain about yeah. his hitting, but like, what do you expect from him? No, he's you know? a bad, he's a backup catcher. He's, he's a backup yeah, catcher. Plays good catcher. That's yeah. what he's there for. Yeah. There's really nothing on this team right now. If the season ended today, if let's just say, you know, uh, there was a, there was an earthquake and they had to cancel the season for the rest of the season. Right okay. now, if you were grading out the season, your disappointments would be what Aaron Hicks mm-hmm. and what Joey Gallo. Know. But he's well, gone. But he's gone. So right now, currently on this active roster right now, Aaron Hicks and maybe offensively, you'd like to see a little more from like IKF and Donaldson, maybe. You know what I mean? But honestly, what what I mean? What I don't even really have to criticize IKF. I think IKF's yeah, doing a great I job. I think he's I think he's been fine for what yeah. he is. But I'm saying if I'm nitpicking and I'm looking for something, I would I would you know one home run maybe you'd like a little more than that from him. I know he's a, he's not a home run hitter, but Donaldson his numbers are Donaldson pretty weak, I could yeah, see yeah. offensively. But he's played a solid defense. I mean, he's been he's been almost gold glove defensively yeah. at their base this year. A few I hiccups, I, but a few hiccups. But overall, like he's going to be in the talks for third. Ba- I mean, he's not going to get it because there's other third basemen that are better. But he's 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 top five, you know, defensively. Um, Aaron Hicks having a career year. Stanton before he got hit having a great year. Um, I, I, I you know, you mean Aaron Teddy. Aaron Judge, I'm sorry. Ben Intendi, uh is starting to come on. Like I was worried yeah. about him in the beginning. But again, remember, guys, he's gone. He's not coming back. They're he's not, in re- they're not, yeah, they're not re-signing him. So I mean, there's really not a heck of Trevino, big improvement. You weren't expecting that. Um, Rizzo's been solid at first base. As always, DJ's been hitting the ball well, playing all over. I mean, there's really not the pitching. The 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 starting staff was fantastic the first half of the year, and even the second half of the year, they've been solid. Your bullpen's been solid. You sent Clay. Oh, Chapman. Home. But he's been yeah, showing that, signs of coming back too. He's been pitching decent too. But yeah, he's that. You know what? You're absolutely right. If I had That's to choose someone. somebody yeah. on the pitching side of it, you'd probably say that. But then again, he's gone this year too, guys. Yep. He's not coming yep. back. So, you know, the only problem that you have that you're going to have to deal with on this team going forward is Aaron Hicks because you're going to have to trade him or you're going to have to just live with him because he's signed for another three years. So he's not going anywhere and he's making $10 million a year. So no one's going to take him off your hands unless you eat a big part of his contract or you add some incentive. Now they're going to have to make decisions next year, but we can talk about that as we get closer to the end of the season. Um, Is he the backup outfielder and you're just going to live with it, which I'm actually okay with guys, believe it or not, if he doesn't hit a lick, I'm okay with him playing defense as a backup outfielder. If you're going to get Stanton to play a lot more in the field, if he's going to, if he's going to play pretty much every day in the field and Hicks is just going to give him a break once in a while, I'm okay with the team of uh, Bader. Is it Harrison Bader, right? Harrison, yep, Harrison Bader, Bader, Judge, and Stanton in the outfield with Hicks as the fourth outfielder. I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that all day. And next year, you get rid of Marlon Gonzalez. 
you just don't re-sign him. I'm not sure what his contract situation is. I think it's a one-year deal. Yeah, was, I think it was a one-year. Yeah, because actually I know it is because he was only given a minor league deal and an invitation to camp during the offseason. He wasn't even on the roster. So you let Marvin Gonzalez go. And if you want to bring up Ozzy, you want to bring him up for the full year and make him that backup player and let him play three days a week or whatever, I'm okay with that too. You know, we see what happens. You got to remember now, guys, contract-wise, I keep saying – I always do this. I always say we're not going to talk about it, and then I talk about it. Rizzo can opt out of his deal this year as well. So Rizzo is going to opt out, just like Judge is going to opt out, and it's going to be up for them to re-sign it. Now, do I think they re-sign Rizzo? I do. I think they re-sign Rizzo to like a five-year deal, a three-year to three year deal, maybe with a five-year with a five -year deal with two years, the last two years being player options. You've heard my thoughts on this. I think they're going to announce. I think you're going to get a deal. My prediction for Aaron Judges, you're going to get a prediction. and You're going to get a contract in September where they announced they've signed him. It's going to be out of the blue. It'll be like a, a Monday or something coming off an off day. And they're going to announce that they signed him for eight years, whatever that money needs to be, and that they're going to name him the captain of the team. And it's going to be right before the playoffs. And I think that's what's going to happen. So... And besides that, guys, I hate to tell you, this is the exact same team coming back next year. Yeah. There's, there's not many changes going to happen. You know, the Yankees are always good at that. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they've got a good team. Like, I mean, right. The, the Clay Holmes is coming back next year. So you're going to lose Chapman in the bullpen. Um, and you're going to lose. Fine. And you're going to lose Ben Intendi in the outfield and Marwin Gonzalez in the infield. You're going to lose one position, one person from each position. Besides that, your starters are coming back. You know, your bullpen's coming back pretty much. And all your position players are coming back. That's it. I think I could see them letting Higgy go, believe it or not. Yeah. Now that you brought him up, I could see them saying, I, we Especially love Especially if Big Ben yeah. comes back. Yeah. I could see them saying Ben moves into that backup spot and Trevino takes over the starting role permanently. Um, I don't even know what Trevino's contract situation. I know he's here next year too, but I could see them doing that. I could see them saying, Higgy, we love you, buddy, but uh, time to go. So. All right, well, thank you for your complaint department, although that wasn't too bad, actually, as far as complaints go. But um, All right, so Dylan, listen, we got 41 games left. As it sits right now, we are the number two seed, which means we would get a first week bye, and we would play the winner of the – let's see. So right now it would be the Rays playing the Blue Jays, it looks like, if it started right now. So let's, 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 let's do a hypothetical right now. Okay. Right now the Rays would play the Blue Jays and the three games would be in Tampa Bay, all three games. So let's just say, why is it so important that the Yankees get the number two seed? Because the number one, two seed and the number two seed, the top two division winners get the week off. The number three division winner, which would be the central right now, which would be what the Indians, sorry, the guardians, right? Or the twins I, Who or the twins. Who's in I that? Can't, I can't remember. I got to look that up right now because definitely not the White Sox. That's ridiculous that I'm not that I'm going to say it. that I'm not going to know who the things are. So let's see. So the Guardians right, right now. Guardians okay. are four games up. OK, so let's look right now. I got the full standings up right now. So right now, Houston, New York and Cleveland would win the three divisions. Houston would get a buy. New York would get a buy. Cleveland would play the winner of the lowest seeded wild card series so that would be so right now cleveland would play seattle and tampa bay would play toronto in the wild card round so let's just say tampa play and the three games would be in tampa bay tampa bay would have to now see that's dangerous because tampa bay doesn't have any top line real starters except for that shane boz kid 
Um, and Shane so they, McClanahan. Yeah, so they would have to start those guys in game one and game two. Okay, mm. there's only one day off between the wild card round and the divisional round. So let's just say it goes three games. Okay, uh, the the Rays win it two games to three over Toronto. Now they have a day off. They come back. They have to start their number. So they wouldn't be able to start. They would. Yeah. Who would be their number one? Would it be McClanahan? Would be their number one? You think? Yeah. Okay. So, so he's their number one. So he starts game one, game two, somebody else, game three, somebody else. Day off. One game. He wouldn't be able to start the earliest of the divisional round until game two. He could start technically. So it is a massive advantage that we win that second seed. Right now we are currently eight games up in the division, and we're eight games up on Cleveland for the two seed. So it looks pretty good, guys. If we blow an eight-game lead with 41 left to go, we don't deserve it anyway. Like, it, you know, that's a, if we just play 500 ball, we should, we should walk away with this. So um, I'm just looking at the other things here. Uh, I, oof. It looks to me like Atlanta's going to catch the Mets. What do you think, though? Do you think they're going to catch the Mets? I think it's definitely possible, but I still think the Mets have a better team. You know what, though? I got to say, you know, I don't, I don't watch a lot of Mets games, but, you know, obviously I watch the games. We pitch them right there. Scherzer can be gotten to. Yeah. You know, he can be gotten to. And I think DeGrom can be gotten to, too. I think DeGrom's better than Scherzer. But um, for sure, the, the Yankees seem to have a pretty good idea. Like, they were going after Scherzer early. Um, they weren't waiting around for him to get into to, to pitcher's counts. But that guy can be gotten to. You know, Verlander's great, but he can be gotten to, too. Verlander, by the way, can opt out of his deal this year. Protecting he'd be a free agent at the end of the year. So I know the Yankees have tried to sign him before, but um, interesting. Interesting stuff, guys. So down the stretch here, the division's tightening up uh, as far as the wild card rounds. But as far as the actual division titles, besides the, the, the pennants, besides the Mets and the NL East, there's really not a heck of a lot to, to talk about as far as uh, that stuff is concerned. So Those games were great, though. I just want to say, oh my yeah, god, the Subway You're, Series it always right. is, but per, but perfect, like low scoring games where every hit mattered. Oh, I'd much rather a four two game than like a twelve ten win. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because those games just seem like it just seems like bad baseball. If your team's giving up twelve runs, you know it's bad baseball all around. So I'm excited for down the stretch, man. I think this is a good a time for us to go out west, get a couple easy wins. Dylan, the next seven games, how what do you want to see them do in the next seven games? Four against Oakland, three against the Dodgers. Three against the, the Angels. I'm sorry, Angels. Angels yeah. to say. Four against them. So you got seven games against two. Five and two. Five and two. That's what I say. Okay, I'd be very happy with five and two. And I think that gets it done. I think five and two gets us back up to double digits um, because the Rays will have to go to Fenway after this, I believe. So and play Boston, and I know Boston's not very good, but they're always they're decent tough. against. And in Boston. They're always tough against other NL East teams. So I'm just looking yeah. real quick before we wrap things up. If there's any more information, nothing much going on. Okay. Well, I'm excited to see Stanton back too. I want to see did, Stanton can hit. Did you eat. touch on Tatis yet? You want to say uh, anything about that? I did not. We didn't. I didn't discuss it. I think I discussed it last week, maybe I, I just in the headlines. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, the, since since we've talked about it, regardless, he's come out with his excuse. It was basically him just saying he had ringworm. <laughs> he was trying to fight ringworm. He was taking something from it. He was basically a BS excuse. He they always he, have that. He said he spoke to the team. Uh, he's sorry. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm kind of tired of this. He's he's basically an immature kid. The same thing with him riding a motorcycle when he shouldn't have been getting into an accident yeah. before. And it's a shame because the Padres are a fun team, man. 
They're a they fun are. young team to watch, and that would have been nice. They're still dangerous. They're still a dangerous team. They still got a decent roster, but he might have been that little That's piece a big to put blow. him over the top. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! And not not only that, not till May of next year, the end of May. You know what I mean? Who knows what happens until then? So. Mm. Yeah, it's unfortunate, you know. These days. the other thing I wanted to talk about was real quick before we wrap up was a uh, trout, and I had a conversation with somebody today. The uh, they announced that the Angels are up for bid now, basically that they're they're trying they're open to selling the team, the owner mm-hmm. of the Angels. So that led me to believe, like, well, what do you do with uh, Trout and Otani? Is it better to try to move on from these guys and sell the team that way, or does the person buying the team want them on the team? Or does the team, you know, the person buying the team want them gone to get a bunch of prospects and rebuild? Um, I, if you're, if you're, let's just say you're the owner of the Angels right now, Dylan, right? And I tell you, you're the owner. What are you doing with these two guys with Trout and Otani? Well, considering that they're uh, the two best, I'd say they're high up there on like sure. the best players in the league. It's you know, debatable, attract... probably one and two or one, two, and th- one, two, three, and four, something like that. Yeah, they attract a lot of attention. There's sure. always big eyes on them. I mean, look at look at when uh when they play, they got um Japanese stuff like behind uh, the oh, screen yeah. on like the yep. the rolling advertisements. We've been so there. It's with, huge. We've been there with Matsui. Yeah, it's huge. Yep. So I I think the smartest decision is if you're going to sell them, you got to keep at least Otani there. Considering it's funny. All, it's funny. All the flow of Japanese yeah. traffic. We're we're yeah. in lock, stock, and barrel. I I I know this is gonna sound crazy, and everyone's gonna look at me like I'm nuts. But I think you need to move trout, move on from trout, and I think you need to yeah. move to an East Coast team. I think you owe it to him because he's a New Jersey guy. Yeah, I think I think I could see him going to the Phillies, something All like right. that. I could see him doing a team like that somewhere in near Jersey area. Um, and give him a shot. He's going to be a DH. Let's be honest. Um, they did announce in the World Baseball Classic that he's going to play some corner outfield positions rather than center. So I think this Plus might be taxing. Yeah, I. Th- but yeah, he's been opposed to that when they brought it up to him in spring training because they said, you know, what about maybe playing some? He's a no, I'm the center fielder. So I think maybe first of all, I wouldn't let him play in the World Baseball Classic. That's ridiculous. No. If I'm the Angels, there's no way with his back. I'm like, look, dude, you want to go and be a coach? You want to do something else? But I'm not letting my biggest financial offensive athlete go who's injury prone, go play in exhibition series. I'm not doing it. I don't care. I know they can't tell him no, but I'd, I'd strongly, you know, not want it. But um, I can see him moving to the East Coast. I'm exactly the same way as you. If I'm going to rebuild, now I don't even know what kind of picks you get for Trout. I, you would get something, I'm assuming, right? He's still an asset. Oh, yeah. He's definitely but one of the best players still, but he's no matter still, what. But he's still got a ridiculous contract too. So, yeah. Um, I don't know what that means. Otani is definitely somebody you build around now yeah. would Otani hang around if you were in a rebuild mode I don't know about that either he's made it pretty clear that he wants to play for a winner so um he'd be pretty dynamic on the east coast too though wouldn't he he'd be pretty good uh in the Yankee uniform I know they tried to get him I don't um, think he wants to be a Yankee I they said when they originally they thought they had him like everything that I'm hearing from um from sources when they were negotiating with him they went to Japan and they gave him a proposal like they 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 were shocked that he turned them down and went to the West coast and they think he's, he strictly went to the West coast because of the, the flight. He didn't want that extra five hours yeah, from, from Japan flying over. But I mean, if he really wants to win, right. Queens, the Bronx, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. Does he want to pick, does he want to be the new Mike Trout? We've seen what it is with both of them on the field. It guarantees you nothing. They're an awful team right now. Yeah, and I know Trout's been hurt, but there's only so much 
Otani can do. So yes, he's going to sell you some t-shirts. He's going to sell you some tickets. He's going to sell you some advertising, but we're talking about championships. Do either of those guys guarantee you anything? And they don't, you got to build a team around them. So um, I guess maybe I'm just selfish because we're on the East coast. I don't get to see a lot of their games. It's mostly highlights anyway. And the few times that I've seen Otani in person, we pretty much handled them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Interesting. So a lot going on in MLB. Um, we're happy you're back, though. We miss you, bud. Uh, the show thank is definitely you. not the same with you not on it. I will say thank you to the fans, guys. Let me give you a quick up-to-date before we go on our numbers, because, Dylan, we are rapidly approaching 50,000 downloads, which is amazing. Wow. We're, we passed 40,000 last week. We're at 41,500. We've got episodes that have hit um, 1,300 listens, which means people – 1,400, I'm sorry. We've got an episode Ooh. of Ash Brothers back on May 13th. That's had 1,400 listens. Um, I, I can't thank you guys enough. It's been real fun. It makes the show a lot more fun when I see people are listening, paying attention to it back when, you know, I was doing it, and, you know, maybe 20 people were listening. So keep it up. I appreciate it. Thank you for the feedback. A lot of that has to do with Dylan joining the show. I know that the show is much better when I have somebody to talk to and somebody to bounce stuff off of. Um, and Dylan brings a lot of humor to the show. So we're going to keep it going. Um, We'll be back next week around sometime around this time towards uh, the end of the week or the weekend or whatever. Hopefully by then we'll be talking about a, a fantastic uh, West coast trip and we'll be getting ready to preview the uh, Rays and the Yankees series. So until then guys be safe, watch out for bad drivers from Maryland, the Maryland drivers watch, watch every out, time. Watch out. Don't, don't look out for any shady uh, urinal troughs. If there's <laughs> any out there, if there is, please send us a picture. Yeah. Not when like people are some, using not it. Not when people are using it. No, no, no. Please, no. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Hold on. That's a great safety tip. Do not whip out your camera and start taking pictures <laughs> at the at the urinal trough while there's somebody there. If you find one that is not in use and it has active ice in it, I would like to see a picture of that. So that I can't makes, imagine that there are many left. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's maybe maybe you know, I don't want to discriminate because I'm sure we have listeners in the middle of the country somewhere. If there, I'm sure there's, there's got to be some left. So, I mean, for God's sakes, I saw a news story. They found a Batmobile in the woods the other day. Did what? you see that? They no. found They found a legitimate Batmobile. Like, it was from um, one of the, the Six Flags Great Adventure Parks. They had built a full-size Batmobile that was part of the roller coaster. Like, it was kind of like just at the bottom of the roller coaster. Like, uh-huh. kind of like, you know, the design. And it was just in the woods. Like, it was, it was like, you know, 12 miles from the park. They would just left there somebody left it there in the woods and they were they were like clearing some brush and there was a full batmobile in the, in the middle of the woods so wow i mean these these, these things do do they do happen stranger things have happened but until then guys enjoy your weekend enjoy yankee baseball uh enjoy the continued winning and we will do it again next week guys thank you for listening and go yanks A lot of really good things these last couple of days defensively, you know, on the bases, different guys stepping up, whether it be in the bullpen or the rotation. Some, so we've got some clutch hits and, you know, clutch at bats from guys, um, you know, so, you know, that was a really good baseball game out there in a great environment. And, uh, you know, we're able to hang on tonight, but, um, you know, a good way to finish, you know, what's been a tough stretch for us to finish off the homestand with three wins against three great opponents and pitchers uh you know good way to head into the off day Montas goes five and and two-thirds that more of of what you thought you were going to get 
from him when you traded for him? Yeah, and, you know, the first inning obviously got really long. So for him to, to be able to look like he was going to get through six there after that first inning, um, yeah, I thought he settled in really nice. Even the first inning, you know, he, he gives up the blue pit to uh, Marte. And then I thought he made a lot of good pitches to Lindor. I just thought Lindor had a really good at bat working the walk against him. Um, you know, we turned some great double plays uh, behind him early in the game. The 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 ball Nito hit slow, and then uh, and then a really special one later on. Uh, just you know, Isaiah and Glaber returning some two really good ones tonight that were key. Aaron, just along those same lines, I mean, Judge does a lot of damage to a lot of teams, but against the Mets, his numbers are are pretty good. I think it, that's ten home runs in twenty one games. Yeah, yes, over one. That just speaks to the stage that you think he gets a lot of that energy from and what he wants to do there. I think that's part of it. You know, he loves playing when the lights are bright. I mean, he, he does. Um, you know, I think he looks forward to these things, uh, you know, and especially this year with, with the two teams, you know, having the kind of seasons they are, you know, these, you know, these feel a little bigger, um, frankly. It feels that way, and I think he does enjoy that. Uh, Tyler? Aaron, when you see a game like this, the last three really, but you're getting the home run from Judge, making sound defensive plays, good pitching, does that let you know that or give you hope that like this is whatever we were going through earlier is over and now we can? No, I don't want to say over. I mean, but I don't look at it even even like we're trying to get over. We're trying to put our best foot forward. We're trying to be the most complete team. And, and, you know, right now we're searching to kind of find some, some defined roles in our bullpen as we look forward to getting some more guys back in the mix. Um, so, you know, it's been a tough stretch. We're grinding. I, I think, I think these wins can go a long way and, and kind of helping you build a little bit of confidence and, and get that swagger back a little bit, hopefully. Um, but you never try and look at it as being, you know, too upset, too satisfied. Too, you know, it's like, like onward and upward. You know, we got a lot of season left. We know we got to play well. It's right in front of us, um, and that's kind of the mindset. We enjoy this one, fly out off day, and and here we go. Uh, Ron and Joel, as locked in as you are during the game. Was there ever a moment over the two days you allowed yourself to think, hey, these two teams could meet again down the road this year? Um, I, there, there might have been a moment of, like, you know, because because the environment felt so alive and electric, even f- by subway s- series standards, you know, um, which are always that way. But But this felt... You know, for a regular season game, it felt a little more alive and bigger. So, barely, but sure. Over to Joel. Two different ones, if possible, Aaron. How do you feel right now when a big at bat finds Benatendi? Yeah. Uh, good. He's he's finding his he's. He's he's finding his legs now, and I mean that's a big time at bat off a uh, uh, Rodriguez there. You know he's, you know, um, left on left. That's that's about as tough a bullpen match as you're going to get there, and it's just it's just so pro. And his bat to ball, you know, that's what we loved about him, and it's starting to happen. And yeah, I do enjoy in a big situation him coming up right now because he's settling in. Different subject is Araldus Chapman no longer a high leverage reliever for you. I, I think he, I think he will be and can be. 
Um, we got to still get them there, though. You know, after a couple tough ones, you know, we'll see. We'll just, on a given night, you know, we're going to have to. Um, and and I do feel like there was a long stretch there where he was starting to pitch in, in some of those spots, whether it be the sixth, seventh, eighth, whatever it's been. But we got to get him back to that point after, you know, a couple t- ones where he struggled. So that's kind of just trying to work on that confidence and get him in those situations. There's going to be games where we have no choice. Uh, but, you know, and just talking a lot be- even before the game, the, the one thing about him is physically it's there. Physically we're, we've seen it now in a long stretch. we got to just get that that next layer of confidence, especially when it gets a little wobbly there for a hitter or two, you know, to be able to, you know, still find it. All the way back to the left. Aaron, all right. you touched on the crowd earlier, but is there a small – I know you have a division win and everything, but is there a small part of you that kind of wonders what this atmosphere would be like in October if you guys did meet up? Um, I mean, a very small part. I mean, it would be amazing, right? Um, this is this is about as good a regular season atmosphere as you'll you'll find and see and you know even for here where we play in a lot of those games throughout the year you know that's but yeah I mean I'm I'm kind of focused on the other stuff and even if we're in that position I don't focus too much on the atmosphere anyway. Uh, Lindsay and John, sort of still on that, Aaron. You have. A lot of fans from both teams here yeah. leading to that environment. Is that kind of unique? And how does that? Yeah, how does that yeah. That's. You? I think that's that's one thing that is really unique. You know. You know, we get that on the road sometimes because our fans travel so well, and and so we'll go to parks where there's a lot of Yankee fans. So when we're doing well, you hear that roar of the crowd. Um, we don't ever really hear that at home, but obviously with a lot of Mets fans being here too, you hear that back and forth and. Um, you know, that's, that's something that's definitely unique and different. Back right, John. Yeah, you've been around a little while now. Um, this year that uh, Judge is having, um, not counting bonds, does, does it remind you of anybody? Do you remember anybody having this kind of year in terms of clutch hits and home runs? I, I can't really say to this level. No. And I think when you add it all up, too, with the kind of two-way player he is, you know, you know everything from offense, defense, base running. Uh, and like you said, I, you know, he's he's also done it in the biggest of spots, too. Um, so, I, you know, I mean, you mentioned, you said except for Bonds. It, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to put a put a comparison on it in in my experience anyway mike schmidt with 1980 it's pretty good 48 homers shattering the mark held by eddie matthews could uh you go into your thinking about using schmidt as long as you did well he's built up like a starter i got no marinaccio no trevino no luizaga um you know, I had Wandy up there for their, for their lefties, but I know they're going to shoot. You know, Ruff, who's really tough against lefties, um, and I just felt like I was riding with 
Clark, and then I just felt like it, obviously it got long there, three long at bats in a row, and got to a point where I felt like I had no choice. But I was pretty resolved to, unless it started to get away from Clark, which at the very end maybe it did a little bit. Um, I was riding him. Meredith, so, uh, jumping off the question from before, you had no intention of using Chapman either in those situations. Though. No, I was gonna, I was going Wandy behind, behind uh, Clark if I needed him. So finally, how long do you think you can go with a month to go in the season, trying to figure all this out in the bullpen before you get to the post? As long as we got to. We'll keep working to figure it out. You know, I mean, the last couple of days we've been a little bit up up against it. You know, having three guys down today, a couple of guys down yesterday. So, you know, I think it's important to know, like, a lot of really good things are happening down there with a handful of guys that I feel like are we're building some really quality, important roles for them. We're going to get Clay Holmes back on this trip. We're going to get Efros back at some at some point. So, you know, for as much as we're trying to figure it out a little bit right now and kind of find these roles, um, I'm very optimistic because I feel like those good things are happening and, and more help's on the way. Frankie, what was different about your stuff tonight? Uh, I feel like I was commanding my fastball better, uh, in and out the play. Uh, four seam was pretty good, uh, two seam as well. Uh, I feel like my cutter was working too. It seemed like you were getting ahead of hitters a- as well. When you're able to do that, how much does that open up other stuff for you? Uh, well, that was one of my plans. I just go on there and attack, you know. And uh, I mean, when you throw the strikes, I kind of like open the door to um, other pitchers too. What was it like pitching in this environment tonight? Uh, definitely feel the energy. It was. It was amazing, uh, and I feel like, I mean, as a pitcher, that's the only thing you can ask for, you know, trying to, trying to feed off the energy. What's it mean for the team to get two straight wins against the Mets, now three in a row with the big win on Sunday and Paul O'Neill Day? What's the mood of the team now? Uh, it's huge, you know. I feel like everybody's on the same page. Just try to go out there and win games, and no matter what happens, just just trying to do your best, you know, give 100%. And uh, when you get, like, good results, you know, when you just go out there and compete, I mean, the team's going to feel really good about that. you feel a different energy with the ball club when after doing well and things start to roll, judges hitting home runs? Uh, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, um, everybody's on the same page, just trying to go out there. You know, George is doing his thing, and I feel like everybody's doing the part. It's been like through these first three starts, not getting the results you wanted and, and sort of waiting for a, a game like this. Uh, huge. I feel way better. You know, finally I was able to go out there and uh, compete, you know, throw uh, good pitches. Um, and from here, it's just, just trying to keep it going and go out there and do my best. After your first start, you told us that you wanted to show Yankee fans what you were about. Do you feel like you did that tonight, or was this close to what you want to show them? Uh, definitely threw the ball well tonight. I mean, better than what I've been throwing. Um, and like I said, I'm just trying to uh, take it day by day and uh, trying to feed off that, you know, and just continue doing what I'm doing. You're relatively new to this, so how would you describe the effect that a judge home run has on the team and on the crowd? How would you describe it? Say that again, sorry. How would you uh, describe the effect that a judge home run has on the team and on the crowd? How would you describe it? I mean, the dude is pretty much the best hitter right now. Um, I feel like every time he he steps on the play, everybody's expecting a home run, you know, and uh, I mean... He's the star. The dude is God there. He knows how to go about his business. He's, he's one of the best right now. 
you, what did you think about some of the defensive plays made behind you tonight? Um, I think the guys went make really good plays. Gleyber turned out uh, a double play, really nice right there. Um, the defense been pretty good, you know, can't complain. Um, just they're playing really good and just trying to uh, um, feed off of that, you know, and just trying to keep doing my job out there. Looking forward to the road trip and return to Oakland. Uh, I'm excited, of course. Um, I have a lot of friends there. You know, I'm excited to see my friends. Um, I was there for a long time, you know, so I'm excited to see some people there. As well, can you just describe what you were feeling when you managed your first hit as a big leaguer? That was amazing. <laughs> I can I can describe how that feel, but at that moment I just was in the sky. <laughs> me in the sky in that moment. What will you do with the ball? I'm assuming you got the ball back? I got the ball, yeah. I got him right there and that's going to be for my father. He's the, the the person who made this happen for me and my mom and that ball have to be for him. They were cheering pretty hard up there in the stands for you when they saw you hit that. Just How has your dad helped you over the years get to this point? Ooh, he helped me in everything, in everything. He's the type of father who he doesn't buy something for himself. He he buy everything for us. Like he he don't care. He's not eating that night, but he just makes sure that we get food. You know, is that the type of guy who makes sure for his children, saying we was that children. guys that are on the injured list right now that took a step forward one of them being Luis Severino who threw another bullpen this afternoon Severino told me that he tossed 25 pitches through all of his pitches felt good afterwards the next step for him will be to throw a live session on Tuesday John Carlos Stanton likely going to participate in that session Severino said this is probably the best he has felt all season long but still some hurdles for him to get through he is not eligible to come off the injured list until September 12th and in speaking with Severino he said it's too long he wants to be back sooner than that but obviously those are the rules he will not be back any sooner than September 12th the Yankees are hopeful uh, that he is fully healthy and he is able to be stretched out in that amount of time Clay Holmes also threw on flat ground today it's the first time he played catch since landing on the injured list he did say after a couple days of rest and treatment his back started to feel a little bit better He'll continue to throw on flat ground, and then they'll reevaluate exactly when he will throw off of a mound. Zach Britton, another guy that is on the men, he was scheduled to throw a live session today. Aaron Boone said uh, that they'll reevaluate with Britton thereafter. He'll need several of those, plus a rehab assignment before he gets back. But the idea of getting Britton back, certainly an exciting one, especially considering what's been happening with that bullpen lately. Not exactly a given who is going to close games for this team right now, especially with Araldis Chapman struggling a little bit last night. We've seen Scott Efros in that closer role. He'll likely get more opportunities as things continue here in the month of August. Now, speaking of John Carlos Stanton, he is with the Somerset Patriots today. He will DH. Aaron Boone spoke a little bit about the plan when it comes to Stanton and making his way back. He'll probably get between three and five at-bats today and tomorrow. Um, you know, hopefully get through tonight, bounce back tomorrow, be in a good spot physically uh, to do that. Um, you know, hopefully he gets, 
you know, some action on the bases as far as, you know, going to first to third or whatever it may be, just moving around like that. Um, and we'll see how he comes out of, you know, today and hopefully tomorrow, see where he's at Monday and, and hopefully line him up to, you know, he knows himself really well. You know, he'll be honest with us as far as, you know, how he's recovering from those things. And, and then hopefully we'll get him in a position, we'll, we'll um, face Seve on Tuesday, and then hopefully be in a position to, to take the next step. And the Yankees, including this afternoon, have two games left with the Blue Jays. Then the Mets are in town for two. Then they head out west to play the A's and the Angels, followed by Tampa on another long road trip. Now, without Stanton in the lineup, still a question mark probably until that West Coast trip. The Yankees opted to put Aaron Judge in center field again, and you're going to see Oswaldo Cabrera back out there in the outfield. And, guys, he was impressive last night to start off the game. He really robbed a home run, and he has only played a handful of games in the outfield in his career and Aaron Boone said after the game he really liked the way he moved out there he looked incredibly athletic and comfortable and when I spoke to Cabrera when he first got up here he told me he enjoyed the outfield he liked the fact that they put him out there for a couple games in AAA and said obviously he will do whatever this team needs to help them win. Well, he really hit the shit out of that one, didn't he? <laughs> he held it like an egg. Yeah, and he scrambled the son of a bitch. Look at that, he hit the fucking ball. That gets a free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah, I'm having a blast. Nice. Good. God, sucker teed off in that like he knew I was going to throw a fastball. He did know. Wow. I told him. <laughs> 